Welcome to Synthaholics. This is your host, David Duncan, and with me is... Soft Voice Brian. Yes, we discovered that the Brian shout was clipping. So It was no making more... it unhearable for everybody. <laughs> no, no, yeah, it was like, Brian! So, yeah, uh, yeah we don't want that. Come through I'm like a that soft anymore. boy now. Soft boy. I'm a soft boy. I'm a soft boy in a soft world. Life in plastic. Well, it's fantastic. <laughs> This is not supposed to be a Katy Perry parody podcast, okay? <laughs> We're not supposed weird. to be doing that. We're not, We're not supposed to sit here and make parodies of Katy Perry songs. I don't think Barbie Girl is a Katy Perry song. I thought it was a plastic. That was her song, isn't it? No, Barbie Girl. Barbie Girl oh. is not. I, you know, okay, I'm not up to snuff on my Barbie lore. I don't know my Barbie lore as good as I know some other things. Don't know the, the Mattel Cinematic yeah, Universe? Yeah, the Mattel Cinematic Universe. It's coming out soon. Apparently, that's our news for the week. The, we're <laughs> announcing that we're going to be the leads in the Mattel uh, universe. Cinematic universe. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a 25-part movie series. One coming out yeah. each month for the next couple of years. Yeah, Barbie Girls by Aqua, not not by Katy Perry. Oh, okay. Well, I, 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 didn't grow, I didn't grow up with those toys, so I don't know how they work. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> kind of how it goes. Um <laughs> Uh, speaking of news, since since uh, I like springing news on Brian out of nowhere, we spent the last 15 minutes thinking of anything new happened this week, and I couldn't think of anything, and as soon as I hit record, I thought of something. Oh, Babylon great. Five <laughs> is I mentioned this yesterday on the stream. I don't know why I, I, I blinked on it, but uh, uh, Babylon 5 is coming back. It's being rebooted. Um, it is a classic sci-fi show that aired around the same time as Star Trek Deep Space Nine, also took place on a space station, and it was a really good show. Um, the original creator, uh, uh, MSJ, is going to be coming back. Um, I, I maybe missed up his um, initials, but he's coming back. Uh, Michael Shabinsky, or I am... I can't remember which house. This is all you, man. This yeah, is all you. It's all me. It's all me. Um, but he is coming back. He's he he wrote most of the episodes of the original show and like was the creator of the show. He's actually coming back to do the new show. So it will probably be more in line with his original vision since things got pushed and moved around a little bit. Um, he has confirmed that it will be more like Battlestar Galactica uh, in terms of reboot, or it's not going to be the exact same story. It's going to be the same idea but it's going to be going in different directions so that'll be interesting and fun and um my only concern question is that it's going to be on the cw oh oof! it'll be good for one season you'll get one good season out of it <laughs> well, i mean like it's it's the original guy making it so i mean like i i would expect all seasons would be pretty good because he's like he's like you know i've learned a lot it's been like 20-something years since the original Babylon 5. The same guy. So, I mean, he's got experience and stuff under his belt. And, God, the CG will be so much better. Because they were one of the first shows to use, like, pretty much exclusively CG for all the space shots. So, it was rough. It that, was would be, really, that would have been rough. It was really early CG days. So, just seeing it with a modern CG, a modern budget... And uh, hopefully getting to pull out his original vision and kind of tweaking it a little bit. That'll be fantastic. I'm, I'm really excited about that because I, I really enjoyed sp- those space type uh, sci-fi shows. So super well, for Babylon 5. 
I also just thought of some news. Some news. Some news that I won't be able to throw you off on this because you know about it. But uh, Wheel of Time. There is. Yeah, you're going to I'm going to drop some knowledge on you that I don't know if you know or not yet. My favorite author, Brandon Sanderson, who writes the Cosmere series, is a screenwriter for the Wheel of Time. And he did a, a quick little interview and he said there is one episode that's like a 10 out of 10. And then the rest of me said he, they're pretty solid and he thinks they're really good. He also said that it's one book, one book per season right now. That's what they're doing. One book per season. 15 seasons confirmed? It's not well, no, it depends how the show is going to do, but he said from what he know from what he knows they're going to be doing one book per season until they decide what to do moving forward, but he's pretty sure for at least season 1 and season 2 cuz they're already working on season 2 writing it. That it's going to well, be one book per season. They already Matt Cawthon. Yeah. So, at least for season 1 and season 2 it's going to be one book per season. So the first two books will be the first two seasons or the first two books will be the first two seasons okay is that that pans out that, that right make, that, that makes, makes sense? sense yeah okay um that's that's exciting i i i heard a long time ago that they were gonna try to condense multiple books into one season like like half of the second book would be in the first season so with only eight episodes i was like that's kind of hard to believe but uh that, that makes uh, a lot more sense if they're gonna do one book per season that would make me feel a lot better especially considering these books are longer than the expanse in the first season and a half of expanse just encompassed the first book sure well i mean obviously they're gonna miss a lot of stuff because that's how books to movies or movies to the big screen or small screen work you just lose a lot of details you know but hopefully it works out you know brian sanderson wrote the last two or three books the wheel of time because robert jordan died right yep I am I am aware of that. So were now the, you've got to read the books. Were the last three good? They were really good, but I mean, like oh, he, he he based them off of Robert Jordan's, you know, manuscript and whatever for because he had it planned out basically because it yeah. was only supposed to be one more book, and Brian Sanderson was like, "Yeah, there's too much here. I can't do it in one book," so he had to do it in like two or three. Man, that guy's a writing machine. That dude writes so many books so quick. And, insane. And he also like. Got the cadence of Robert Jordan. Like, I knew it was a different author writing the books, but I didn't feel like I was taken out of the way the books felt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it felt like it was still Robert Jordan, even though it was Brian Sanderson writing the book. So, well, that's- now that we're getting a little bit of Brandon Sanderson here, I just want to say something real quick about him. Yeah. He's got in the in the fantasy world books. He's already got like the notoriety of like a Tolkien or, or George R. R. Martin without having these big screen adaptations. I'm hoping that someday if somehow he ends up having a screen adaptation of one of his like main books that he has written, he's going to blow up just as big. Cause I think he's better than Tolkien. I think he's better than Tolkien. I said it. Ooh, That's a hot, hot take, take right there. Hot it's take. a hot take. I think he's better. So he's already making like waves in the fantasy world for books. And this is before he has any TV stuff going on or movie stuff going on. So prepare your butts for, I don't know, maybe 10 years down the road. He's going to be a huge name. Mark my words. Mark my words. I mean, I, I you know, I, I saw an interview with him where they were asking him if he'd like make new Wheel of Time. And I think he said he'd only do it if he was like asked to. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Because cause the thing is, like the series kind of ends on like a, a, a cliffhanger kind of. 
like really some, after after 700 what? bucks it ends <laughs> on a cliffhanger oh i mean like some, something happens and it's different and i'm like oh what is this like it's like it's it's like it could be a whole new series like, well you know I mean? just know if things, you things if you end up weird. getting more wheel of time books they're going to be like 2000 pages long yes. all brandon sanderson books are like 2000 pages long well, that's good i mean so fine with me i don't know i don't know if he's going to write them or not i have no idea what he's i know he just finished like a sci-fi book i don't know anything about it but i know he finished it anyway that's my that's my brandon sanderson <laughs> speech both just like, I took that on. I took that on behalf of him. He approved that speech before I gave it. Oh, that's good. You know, you know he, he he proofread it and checked it. Yeah, he proofread it. I it was he that's proofread great. it from my brain. Brian Sanderson's pretty amazing. He's just got a chip in your brain already. That's that's nice. Yeah, he's pretty cool. All right, so on, on to the main topic for today. The main topic we're talking about Venom, but it's not Venom Two. It's Venom something Carnage. Rise of Carnage. Yeah, that's it. The rise I also of, it should be the rise and fall of Carnage because uh well yeah the rise and fall of Carnage makes well wow, you're just jumping right into like <laughs> like the last like 15 seconds of the movie. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean that's it's the best part of the movie, so it is the best part of the movie. I well, you know what? Let's first of all, I just I don't know why this fascinates me so much. I know I've already brought this up to you. Well, I, Andy Serkis is the director of both of them, the first one and this one. I why? I don't understand. I don't I don't know. It just seems weird like I don't know, man. I don't know. Help. <laughs> Help. <laughs> you know, I was Why really, is that so interesting to me? I was really sad not to see Smeagol in, in the films. I really wanted Smeagol to come finish um you know, Carnage while Venom was pinned under some finish, finish him off, just, yeah, just really give it to him. Up. Yeah, just like just like bites him or something. Bites his fingers off like one by one by one, and then he would just grow him back because he's a giant tentacle monster. But Smeagol would be he he wouldn't be small and emaciated anymore. He might get some meat on those bones. He yeah he, he might get some infinite, he'll get some carnage in him. He'll get some... <laughs> fingers to eat. <laughs> All right, so David. What do you rate this movie? Initial thoughts before we start diving in and either saying how good it is or how bad it is. I will inevitably say it's bad. So, <laughs> what 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 do you wow, give it? What do you what, give? What, 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 what do you what what number are you giving it first? Since you've already just said it's bad. I didn't think. I okay. I think it's like, I think it's fifty percent of the way there. So I'll give it a five out of ten. I'll but a- with that five out of ten, I say go see it. That, I, I'm I'm in the same boat. It's 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 worth seeing if you like this stuff and to get the continuity. So that's the thing. Like with comic book movies nowadays, you pretty much have to watch them all, no matter how good or bad they are. Yeah, to stay on top of what's to, going on. To stay on. on top of what's going on. So it's like kind of worth like if you can wait till it comes on, like you know, streaming or whatever. I guess I guess that's that's both our takeaways is wait till you can rent it. Wait till yeah, re- watch it, but wait till you can rent it. It's not great. Although you should probably go see it in the movie theater because the the tease needs this movie to make money so that we can get the next one. So actually, go see this one in the movie theater. The te- what do you mean the tease? The, the ending, the ending, the ending credit scene, cred- after credit scene. So this movie needs to make money for the after credit scene to come to more fruition. So actually, yes, go see this movie in the movie theater so we can get what the promise of the sequels could be. Is that uh, a spoiler to your background right now? 
Oh my gosh. Maybe? What have you done? You're spoiling it with your background. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the best part of the movie. It's the only good part of the movie. And I, I disagree. And I, oh, no. It's, it's, I disagree. It's, no, it's not the only good part of the movie. The movie, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Because Whoa, the that's movie, low. <laughs> yeah. That's low for you. <laughs> it's only 90 minutes long. It's a short movie. But it felt like three and a half hours. It and I know I know what you're going to say about pacing so there. Long. Yes, it was a pacing issue. This movie was a pacing nightmare. <laughs> this was worse pacing than, than the Suicide Squad and the last couple of movies I've complained about pacing. The pacing was absolutely miserable in this movie. Andy Serkis... Don't ever take off your CG costume. <laughs> Don't take your suit off. How do you know he didn't direct in like a golem suit? Oh, that would have been even. Wait! He, oh my gosh! Breakthrough. Watching- he was like the he when he directed Venom, he would act like Gollum, and when he would act, and when he uh, would direct Carnage, he would act like uh, Smeagol. Yeah, that's how he did it. It seems uh, like to me that a lot of this movie, there was things cut out because because the movie has some really good parts, just like the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad had some really good parts in it, and it was entertaining at parts. But all the parts that connect those parts together made the movie drag. Well, it made it drag because we all knew going in. Before, I didn't watch any trailers for this movie. I had no idea what was going on, except the name pretty much said what's in the what the movie is. That it was going to be Venom and Carnage were going to have to fight. But they did not know how to get to that ending point of Venom and Carnage fighting. So they kind of just like, like Venom goes to like a rave. Like, they're like... <laughs> And it's not even Tom Hardy's not even with him. It's Venom going to the rave. Like, I don't know why that felt like that was they didn't know what to do. It seemed like to me they didn't know what to do and stuff got cut out because somebody told them the movie has to be shorter. What do we cut things out? Well, like Andy Serkis, I've read an interview with him. Like he wanted to have a scene where Venom comes out or whatever. Like it was very like supposed to be a big pro LGBTQ plus scene. And I'm like. Wait, really? I, I, I didn't about, get I didn't I, get that at all. <laughs> I read about it beforehand. I mean, like, so, like, I was scared to be pandery after reading the article. It it, it didn't seem pandery. It just seemed like he went to a rave. I mean, like, yeah, I, guess, I didn't. I guess you I didn't see that. I, I don't. I wouldn't have. No, I didn't notice anything. It just seemed like a rave where people are dressing up as like cosplay, like Halloween character type the, things going the on. Way Andy Circus. Talked about it in the interview I read. He made it sound like it was supposed to be like a LGBTQ plus like underground thing, and that's why Venom was saying like we should all be able to be who we are and in the um on the spinning ball of rock or whatever, you know. Well, yeah, then, but like where like, couldn't where could Venom not go and say that, and people would be like, oh, I disagree. I I, I don't. He could I, go anywhere and say that was like eight words, and everybody'd be like, Yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, like it was. It was I don't know. It, it it was fine. It just it wasn't as pandery as I thought, but it it was kind of kind of weird, especially when the girls like I love you and he's like I don't swing that way or whatever and I'm like you really like Eddie Brock's girl like a lot. Yeah. So I'm oh, like okay. uh, it, it was I don't know. It, it it the mixed messaging to me a little bit. I don't know. It was kind of 
Odd. Well, before we get ahead of ourselves here, because we're already farther than what I when where I wanted to start was the first Tom Hardy. We got I gotta talk about Tom Hardy for a second. Every time I see Tom Hardy in a movie, I'm worried I'm not gonna be able to understand him. And I will say that this is the first movie I am confident wow. I could understand Tom Hardy. You can understand what Tom Hardy is saying. I've brought I understand what Tom Hardy is saying. Yeah, Bane, he's hard to understand, Bane. He's a very difficult man to understand. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, because you're not Tom Hardy. I'm not Tom Hardy. You're all Tom Hardy. But I've I've brought this up before and it was like, oh, you just can't understand the accent. No, uh uh-uh. That's not it. I can understand an English accent just as well as any other person can understand an English accent or a UK accent. But Tom Hardy, he's got something else going on. There's like something else going on with his like throat or something. I don't know what's going on. He has difficulty speaking. But now, now that I got my Tom Hardy rant out of the way, now I want to go on to the first Venom movie. Venom, at the end of the first movie, when they were talking to Tom Hardy, was they were like, we're going to go get all the bad guys. They were walking down the street, and they're like, we're going to eat all the bad guys. We're going to kill all the bad guys. We're going to do all those things with the bad guys. Get rid of them all. And then the first, like, I'm not even going to say first. A majority of this movie is the opposite of that. It is mostly Venom and Tom Hardy, or Eddie Brock, having like needing emotional support counseling because Venom wants to eat people and Tom Hardy or Eddie Brock doesn't want him to eat people. It's like, it's like they were there. Uh, it was like a domestic abuse speed run. How fast could they get there? Like that it was immediate for the entire, for, for almost, I'd say 80% of the movie. It was just a domestic abuse. Yeah, between both of them. Yeah, it, it kind it kind of was. It was kind of odd. Uh, and you know, he's making them eat chickens and chocolate because that's what the, the place we get the chemical from. Yeah, there's something in a brain. Uh, there's some. There's there's some chemical in your brain, and or in any brain, and in chocolate, and something else. There was something else he was eating because he couldn't eat brains. Was it chickens? Because oh, chicken, chicken brain. Chicken brains. Yeah. Okay, so there's something the in brains and chocolate that you can eat, and it would satisfy the symbiote. But that being said, well, apparently the, he had you know eaten brains in between, uh, and he just didn't want to get caught and put in jail. So they they reference things, and then he, he put him on the chicken diet. Chicken yeah, he diet. got put on the chicken diet. He did get put on the chicken diet because they don't want to get caught that you know that he's actually venom or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now the real thing that I have, you know. I want to say is Tom Hardy's acting like Tom Hardy is a, he's a pretty good, he's a pretty good actor in the first place, mm-hmm. but this movie just think I, when I was watching it, he's standing in a room acting and he's yelling at nothing because yeah. venom is in his head. So nobody else can hear him. So when Tom Hardy's yelling and he does a really good job of like just yelling at nothing, because he can't hear the voices, he can't hear the Venom voice as he's acting, so he just has yeah. to like know what Venom's going to say back to him. I thought that was super impressive. I was impressed by Tom Hardy in that. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, uh, people aren't mic'd. I mean, they use the boom microphones to record people sometimes. They could ADR him afterwards. I mean, they could be Andy Serkis just reading the lines offside, off the set. <clears throat> oh, I guess that could be true. Either way, I thought it was a good performance from him. I was thoroughly enjoyed by Tom Hardy being Eddie Brock. 
that's what I, that's a good my... performance. A lot of this stuff was really slapstick, which there's a little bit of slapstick in the first movie. Yeah. But, um, they went almost over the top of the slapstick in this one because they dropped the rating from R to PG-13. So they just went like super overboard with like all the, the slapstick stuff. And they were like, trying to be, they were trying to be like a Marvel movie without being a Marvel movie. <laughs> But with trying so to be a rated R, like trying to be a rated R, but not rated R Marvel movie. Yeah, it was it was weird because the first one was rated R, and like it, it could have been PG thirteen probably. The well, first I mean, this movie was the, no, the it was PG thirteen. No, the first one I think was rated R. I think. Oh, I, I'm not going to quote you on that because I I I am standing away from this conversation because I don't know the answer to it and I don't want to be held responsible for giving wrong information. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to say the first one was rated R, but maybe it wasn't. Um, um, then um, I don't know. I I, I like his girlfriend, uh, Eddie Brock's Eddie Brock's girlfriend, and like she was an interesting character, and the symbiote like like can join with her just fine, and I feel like. Like my wife was saying in the movie, like after it's over, she's like, "I wish they would get back together, and the symbiote venom would just jump between the two of them, and then they could like both run around doing different things together. That would be a really cool, like a joint custody of venom type thing, where they just well, take it's turns. up to that would be up to venom. It's not like a joint custody thing. Venom has his own ideas of what he wants to do. Oh, but venom really likes her, so I think venom would well, be like true. I think venom would be totally cool with that. I think get uh, away from I'm getting off Eddie. I'm going on to her. Yeah, yeah. I I I think that would be like a totally a thing venom would be all for. So the fact that like she's barely in the movie this time, again, the runtime's only 90 minutes. So I mean, I I understand why she's not in the movie a lot, but for a movie that feels like it's 3 hours long, it feels like we didn't see much of her. Yeah. I I, well, I I enjoy her character, and she was just not in this movie very very much. And they spent a lot of time building up um, uh, Lucius Crane or whatever his name was, who becomes Carnage, and his girlfriend. There's a lot of time spent on them, and I kind of didn't care. No, well, it's like so normally in serial killer. Well, normally when a serial killer is in a movie, they're a super likable character because serial killers have like you know those personality traits that they're able to like sway people's opinions and stuff which is why they become so popular but woody harrelson was super unlikable well see here's the thing normally like you'll go you'll see these quotes i've watched like uh uh elijah wood just came out with a movie where he was the best friend of ted bundy i don't remember the name of the cop or the the name of the movie and you know, Ted Bundy's throwing out all these quotes to give to uh, Elijah Wood's character. And they're all like, oh, dang, like, he's he's serious. He knows what's going on. And it's like this one, they're like, Cassidy is giving quotes that are like, you and me are like a toilet, but like, you're going to be the poo that gets flushed down the toilet and the water that'll continue to be around. It's like, okay, dude, like, nice quote, but like that sounds awful compared to like some of these other serial killer quotes. So I didn't like him in the first place, even though I think for the most part in serial killer movies, they make the serial killers likable. That's my, that's my take. Usually they are likable people. Yeah. In movies and out of movies, normally they are likable people. Well, in real life, most people who knew the serial killer and weren't murdered by them, like, oh, that person would never do that because I mean, yeah. they're like likable and they're relatable or they're, or they're quiet and like 
reserved and don't do anything unexpected like uh, supposedly you know what i mean exactly they're they're either the life of the party and really fun people or they're really quiet and really meek and they don't really do much so like so most that's why most people don't suspect serial killers because they're either super likable or they're just too meek to even he suffered he suffered from just bad writing i think i mean sure every time you see like some absolute psychopath they're always like drawing stuff on the wall like try to name a movie where like the psychopath serial killer man isn't like drawing like some heart on the wall in his jail cell they all do that that's too common and i'm tired of it you gotta like differentiate them from other people and they just didn't do that he's just kind of a weak character he hasn't really no motivation except to get back with his wife that is like the complete like worst person to be with if he wants to be with Carnage, if like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually. I don't it's... even. Did you even know anything like Carnage's love interest? Now, when I was no, growing up, absolutely. My not. my entire life, like I remember, there used to be a Marvel like trading card game, and Carnage. There was a Carnage card, and this was when I was first introduced to Carnage. I must have been like five years old, and I was like, dang, like that. I was I was scared of that card. Like I had nightmares of that card because Carnage is such like. He's such like a uh, just like a psychopath, like kill anything crazy, looks scary, everything's scary about him. So your entire life, I'm led to believe that Carnage is supposed to be this terrifying character. Well, actually, he is this like terrifying character. Yeah. Now I'm I'm kind of branching off and going into why it's not rated R, what and it should be rated R. But I never knew anything about Carnage's love life. I thought it was just like I thought he's just like Carnage. I don't know. That's oh, what I got from I, that. I don't. I don't know anything about the character who who was Carnage either. I, I never really like followed the comic. Well, we're, we're all aware of Carnage. We just don't understand how he would anything about him. Well, except, I, except I was... in my in my like background here, there's one part where I was laughing where uh, they Carnage goes uh, Cassidy goes to like some like old ass laptop and he's like. Do the internets, and then Carnage just like does his tentacle things, puts them in like the USB port and the power port, and then he just like brings up exactly what he needs. Yeah. And I knew that because I've seen this picture before of where that exact thing happens, and it's it's supposed to be comedic. It was, and I'm glad that was put in the movie because this is all the Carnage comics I know about, and I'm glad the one thing I know they put into the movie. <laughs> they put it all. They, they stayed true to the comics, at least in that aspect. So, yeah, it's, uh, like, I think my biggest complaint about Carnage, the way he looks overall, he wasn't nearly saturated enough red. He almost looked brown. Okay. I mean, I see where uh, you're coming from, but, okay, like, he's definitely Because Ven- Venom's different. got that beautiful, shiny sheen of black. Whoa, what's Venom. going on? Are you, are you attracted to Venom? What's going on there? You're just like, shiny, shiny sheen. Well, he, he's like, he's so, he looks all slick and slippery, but like whatever carnage is on him, he looks dried out and withery instead of that sleek red. Like, you know, in the comics, he's, bright always, red. So, he's always so vibrant. He's a bright red. red. We can see it. We can see here. He's bright red in the comics. Where is he? Right here, I mean, there's some red going on. I mean, it's red. It's, it's red, red. It's not red. brown, red. And it's like it, he was like brown, red in the movie. His his color was underwhelming. Like, I really wanted to see like the shiny red with the shiny black, and like, and there yeah, were some sure. really cool shots, like in the in the in the cathedral, whenever. Well, this this that was like, the best part. Of, that was the best part of the movie. Yeah, it was, like, was yeah. the cathedral part. Well, it's when they finally got to fight. Like the the both the movies. 
Venom 1 and Venom 2, they take their time, a lot of time, getting to the good parts. Well, the, I mean, the entire movie, except for the end of the movie, is the emotional counseling that Venom and Eddie Brock have to have. That's the entire of the movie. And I'm not saying that. The only reason I'm saying wait for or go see this movie when it's you can rent it or whatever is because of the relationship that Venom and Eddie Brock have. When I... I don't know much about Venom. I know a lot about Spider-Man. I don't know anything about Venom. But with Venom, I didn't know, like, are they... Is he supposed to be, like, a likable character? I liked Venom. Venom was cool. He was funny. I don't know if he's like that. Venom's, like, the bad guy. But Venom does have his own line of comics. So yeah. he, he eventually becomes not the bad guy, or he's an anti-hero? He's a, or, I, think or, he's a, I think they're trying to move him towards an anti-hero, because I always thought that Venom is, like, not a good dude. He's not, like, a funny... He's not supposed well, to be funny. To Spider-Man, he's not a good dude. But, like, maybe they're gonna make him a good guy and make... I mean, he, he's, he is technically the good guy of the movie, and he's funny, and he's likable. Like, Venom is the most likable person in the movie. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Venom is a likable character. There, There is no way around that. They are trying to make Venom... You, They're trying to make you like Venom. And Venom. they do a good job because I, it worked. Yeah, I, I, They I broke like, me. I, I like, like him. I like Venom a lot. Yeah. Oh. There, I said it. I said it. I like Venom. I like it. I swear. I <laughs> also, also like it when Venom is on Eddie Brock's girlfriend because like, the, the sleek female-looking Venom was like, wow, that's kind of cool-looking. I, I want to see more of that. Man, you are into Venom, aren't you? Oh yeah, I'm. 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 I'm a, <laughs> a Venom sexual or whatever you want to. Symbio- you got a Venom kink. Symbiosexual, right? Why is it? No, no, no. You're symbiosexual. If you just did, you just come up with that. That is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. It's right now. Symbiosexual. Symbiosexual. <laughs> that is, that's fantastic. I love that. Now I do want to talk about a little bit about uh, the jail scene when Cassidy initially discovers that he's carnage or he has carnage in him so uh one cassidy is a crazy guy we all get this he's a he's a crazy dude Mm -hmm. but like you would think like he's not ready but no human could be ready for just like carnage appearing inside you like nobody's he was just like totally cool with it he was just like yeah this is this is fine i don't know anything about what's going on but like having carnage in me not a problem is he just like, That's he can't fine. be, nobody's that messed up where they're just like, what, like, not even going to question it. They're just like, yeah, this is expected. <laughs> and leading on to that, he immediately, like, they immediately started fighting. I don't, well, I would imagine that was mostly Carnage just going around killing everybody in the jail scene where yeah. he's just like going around. Now, this is where the movie suffered from being PG-13. Carnage is running around in this jail, super fast, super sleek, and he's just like got these a billion hentai tentacle things going all over the place. And he's just stabbing people, kicking people, cutting people's heads off. But it's all like done like off screen. It's like, he'll like or turn his foot. Into, yeah. Oh yeah. We got, yeah, we got to talk about power. that too. He like just turns his foot into like a knife and he just like kicks somebody so hard that they like fly off screen and like, presumably like just get cut in half from the power that he put into that kick. But they don't show any of this stuff because it's PG-13. Now, if we could lead on to that tornado, for some reason, Carnage makes a tornado inside the 
inside the uh the, the jail which the prison, was like yeah. super confusing i didn't like i don't he is it because he had so many tentacles around him he was able just to create so much mass where that he could the, just like create a tornado yeah, but where's all that dirt coming from i know jails aren't the cleanest place in the world but that's a lot there, of dirt i mean it it looks straight up like a tornado it was yeah. like he straight up made a tornado in like you if you go to kansas in tornado tornado alley You'll see exactly like you look at that and then you look at the jail thing. And you're like, dang, there's a lot going on. Is that carnage in Kansas? Carnage is hanging out in Kansas. Absolutely. <laughs> He's all the tornadoes. It's just, it's just it's just carnage. It's always been carnage. Always will be carnage. It's always carnage. Every tornado you see now is going to be carnage. A break. They're turning the frogs gay. <laughs> <laughs> tornadoes are break. Good old, good old Alex Jones. I wonder. I hope he's doing okay. I don't know. I I don't know anything. Like I don't know if he's. Should I wish he's doing okay? I mean, I don't want him to like die, but like he's kind of I mean, like yeah, a weird it's, dude. It's it's, it's it's generally good to not not wish ill upon okay. people. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with I him, hope but he gets the help he needs to make himself stable mentally. I oh man, I think he's he's gone. He's carnage. He is carnage. He is, oh no, <laughs> he is the carnage. Now. If we go a little bit farther into the movie, not long after, I want to talk about uh, Cassidy's girlfriend for a second. I don't like I don't this could totally be a, a relevant thing in the comics, but it doesn't seem to make sense to me that like this, his girlfriend who they marry in the same movie or whatever, after they haven't seen each other for like 40 years, yeah. they just immediately get married and she has like a superpower that's like not explained like at all. Like she, not at is all. She, is she a reject X Men? Yeah, like, that's I, what that I, was my thought. My, the thing I got at the beginning made it sound like, oh, they're sending her off as a place with other people like her. I'm like, oh, she's going to Xavier's school or whatever. I'm like, no, she's in no. some other kind of like raving loft, raving <laughs> like uh, yeah, some kind of like asylum for yeah, but like nobody, nobody, it was just her. No one else with powers has been established in the movie except her. Yeah, which is it really was weird. It was just her that had powers, which and, was kind of confusing. And, you know, her powers were the exact powers needed to, to fight, to Venom or fight Carnage. Carnage, which makes me think that she's not a real character in the comics because it was too perfect. It was, like her powers, her yelling and apparently fire that I didn't know fire was a problem, but yell or making loud noises is what makes venom and you know carnage die or get weak or whatever Certain and her power is screaming symbiote. yeah yeah her yeah, power her, yeah. her is screaming very loudly well, same so, as like, like siren at the very beginning Canary. of the movie like five minutes in they show her screaming power i'm like oh well this is going to be a problem yeah exactly you already knew it was coming because it's it's like her kryptonite or her she is the kryptonite to carnage and venom which i don't know i i didn't really like that part too much but yeah, which I, leads I, like I, to the fight. The problem with her as a character is that it takes away from Woody Hel- Harrelson's character, and 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 Carnage as a character, and like that's where the movie suffers. Like it, he isn't a fleshed out enough character to care one way or the other about him. They establish he's a serial killer, so you're not supposed to like him, and then they kind of just don't really care about that. And he's trying to get back to his girlfriend slash future wife or whatever. But like I don't know, it would have been more fun if they humanized them a little bit more, or did something to like make Cassidy more humanized. Yeah, or do, do something like with him. I mean, like his like flashback was like stick figures of like his grandma and his mom dying. Like 
It was well that because really, he killed he killed them. Yeah, yeah, he killed them. Like it was. Yeah, know, like, oh, it was it was like a stick figure animation of him killing his grandma and his mom. He killed his grandma by throwing him throwing her down the stairs. And he, and he put his hair dryer and in his mom's put a hair dryer in the bathtub. bathtub. Yeah, it was bizarre. And that that was it. After that, he was insane. He had After to be locked was, up. And he was locked up. And I'm like, I thought he was a serial killer. What where are all these bodies? When did he have time? It's not it looked like he was in jail the entire time. When did he kill all these people? Yeah, from when he was a kid. And then when again they showed him as an adult, he was in jail in both times, and he was not escaping either one of them. Well, the yeah, other one, he, like you could see him banging on the banging on everything, and he just was not getting and, out. Yeah, because he's a yeah, kid. he didn't break out. And, he and then they the show girl. him later in a jail. When was he a serial killer? Two people does not make you a serial killer. I think you got to kill like. All right, don't don't devolve your information here. You you're gonna end up being you a serial. Kill, you're gonna you be put on a watch list. You have to kill more than two people to become a serial killer. I listen to a lot of the last podcasts on the left. They talk about serial killers. Like, there's a specific <laughs> body count you need to hit before you are classified a serial as a serial killer. killer. Two is not that number. Well, apparently he was killing people because he breaks the story that Eddie Brock finds where all the dead bodies are or wherever, whatever the heck he's talking about. Where, where and Eddie becomes the hero. When did he they didn't show any people? of the dead bodies because it's PG-13. <laughs> when, did, when did he kill anyone other than well, his mother and grandmother? Did he, he wouldn't hit them? He wouldn't hit their bodies and that's what they were looking for? Oh, wait, for those me? were the two bodies they found? I don't know. They didn't explain, they didn't explain. anything. It was not like, explained. They didn't go into the serial killer stuff. If they would have leaned hard to the serial killer stuff, that could have been interesting. But they just gloss over it. Well, because they need to get back to Venom and Eddie Brock. Because they're the funny ones. Yeah, they're, they're the ones the, people the want to see. Ones. They're the funny ones, yeah. I can think of a lot of jokes that Venom said, but I, I as spoilerly as spoilerly as we are, I don't want to spoil everything because I think just enjoying Venom and Eddie Brock. And, and yeah, go, the, yeah. Go for the jokes but, because the the movie is funny. Go, go for the jokes because we're spoiling everything else. <laughs> yeah, go for the jokes, yeah. The, the, the movie is funny. The movie has has its funny parts, and like almost like, did you see Blade Three? Yeah, I hated Blade Three because it was a fucking comedy. Uh, yeah, well, well I, mean, I mean that's it was so funny. Blade Three was so blatantly funny. It was yeah, they were probably Ryan told Reynolds, to, told Ryan Reynolds to... was totally being Ryan Reynolds and totally being hilarious. Like even Blade did some things that were really funny, and it just took me out of the movie. This is supposed to be a rated R. Actually, the third one may not have been rated R, but the first two are. It was supposed to be like a hard R, vampire-killing, yeah. violent action movie, and like it was a comedy. I was laughing. I laughed so much it made me disen- disenjoy the movie. And this one isn't quite that bad, but it's still pretty funny. It is It is funny. The first one was actually... Well, the first one wasn't as funny. This one was definitely more funny, because it was more they interactions with hard those into two. the slapstick in this one. Like, it was almost yeah, like well, watching- that- now, like, which leads like me to, which leads series. me to uh, this. I, I have a, a final point I want to get to before we get into your background there. But uh, I want to talk about just the the carnage and venom fight for a little bit here because of uh, Eddie Brock's love interest's husband, fiance, whatever the heck. I don't yeah. know what his name was. Was his name Tom? I feel like his name was Tom. Am I getting Tom because? Tom Holland plays it, Spider-Man, and I'm looking Bill, at him right now. Bill or Bob or something? It was, it was like okay, no one generic Bill white man name. It was an, it was a white man generic <laughs> name. It was a very and, it was a three letter name. Yeah, one he of the generic ones. He's driving. They the last thing they show him is driving, and out of nowhere, when Venom 
and Carnage I finally get into it. I, I do want to spoil one little joke here that I, I got a kick out of was uh, the, Eddie was trying to get Venom to fight and he finally gets him out to fight and he's like, okay, fine, I'm ready to fight and we can't fight him because he's red. He's red. He's one of the red ones. We can't fight the red ones. We're going to die. I'm ready to die. That pissed me off so much. I really wish it would have, it's like Venom would have explained why him being red made him strong or, or something. Yeah. Because like, was- Venom knew, Venom knew what red he he knew what carnage was before anybody else knew he knows about carnage but he didn't tell us about what he didn't know he didn't tell he didn't tell us anything we don't know anything about why he's more powerful like the only thing the movie gives us is that carnage has had some brains so he's more powered he's more powered up than venom is that was the most marvel joke in there was uh powered up now (laughs) (laughs) after he after he ate the priest head what about the father joke well father joke (laughs) <laughs> the, the, the carnage of the father jokes like i'm going to end you now father and then he's like not you father you father. oh yeah okay yeah that's yeah 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 all right so we're spoiling some of the jokes at the end of the movie oh no really just go for the first hour after the first hour of the go movie the unless post, you're interested you're, into a fight post, go for the post credit yeah. scene yeah go for that <laughs> but uh getting back to uh bill bob tom whatever the heck his name is the love interest of uh, the love interest of Eddie, if yeah. that makes sense. The love, love interest. The, tri- the love triangle, actually. It's yeah, the, the love it's triangle. Love square, because Venom is definitely into her. Venom is there. He does love everybody. Well, he, no, at the end, he does say he loves Tom White Man. Yeah, he does say he loves him. I've got two. But uh, he <laughs> did he say that? He didn't say that. There's no <laughs> way he said that. <laughs> I'm I'm saying that because they're all symbiote sexuals. You are in pegging di- distance. Mm. Anyway, um, I can peg from very far away. <laughs> I can peg from very far away. <laughs> anyway, okay, I've been trying to get this out for like five minutes now. <laughs> Generic white man driving. We don't see him anymore, and I wouldn't. I thought that was the end of his arc. Apparently, he just appears at the top of the cathedral, very high up in the in the building, and he just starts. Pouring like gas on top of on top of Carnage. First of all, where did he get all this gas? Second of all, where did he get this blowtorch? And third of all, how did he bypass Venom, Eddie Brock, Cassidy, Cassidy's wife, the police, Carnage, and the did I say the priest and the priest, yeah, and, the priest. And, the, and the the girl love interest to get to the top well, of the, the cathedral to start pouring she was in a coffin so she okay she couldn't she couldn't see she, she was see. blind to this but then on top of getting through all these hurdles getting to the top of the cathedral carnage just happens carnage yeah get, carnage just happens to fall exactly where he needs them to be to start pouring this stuff on him and he's very high up so like pouring this gas takes like five seconds for it to like hit the ground because he's so high up so carnage like just happens to fall and stand there for like five seconds as carnage is moving around he's fast carnage is all over the place he's a quick dude and or girl i don't know what carnage is he's neither he's like uh squeakoon in pokemon they don't have a gender but they (laughs) they uh just start pouring gas on him and it kind of is a mild inconvenience and that bothered me because it did it ultimately did nothing it actually i mean even even venom says like he was he was a mild inconvenience at best yeah yeah nothing like really happened there he's like he was actually a mild hindrance he wasn't even help it was a mild hindrance like he was yeah he does say that he he does say that he was there for the venom to make a joke about it 
That's the yeah. only reason why was Venom there. did make a joke. He, he was a mild he, inconvenience at best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that that's that part was there only for Venom to make a joke. Now, how moving on towards, I don't know how he has teleporting powers. He does have teleporting powers. Apparently, he does. Maybe, now, maybe I'm moving on. Mr. Fantastic. Oh dang! Wait, no, no, that doesn't make sense. He was a doctor. He's not a scientist. <laughs> I thought you were onto something there tomato, for a second. I was tomato. like, wait, hold on. That doesn't line up at all. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> all right. So as Venom and Carnage are just battling and duking it out, Venom gets bested because he knew that Carnage was way stronger than him. And Carnage starts going to the top of the cathedral. And Venom eventually hobbles his way up to the top of the cathedral. And uh, they end the fight there. You know, Carnage just like dies. Apparently, he just kind of like dies. I don't remember exactly how he died. Did, did she yell at him? I think she just yelled There's at him. There's some yelling, another sound, and then... I, I think a bunch of sound Venom, just like kind of ended him. Venom eats the symbiote. Yeah. The symbiote falls off of Cassidy, and Venom just eats it, and he says it doesn't taste good. But uh, there's one part here where we're missing. We're forgetting about what happened to the policeman here. The detective. Oh, yeah, the policeman. He's, he opens up his eyes, and they're blue. Yeah, what does that mean? Uh, someone thinks it means that... Uh, I was watching videos uh, after the movie about the movie. Some people think it's um, toxic. Uh, I, don't know who that, I don't know who that is. Carnage's offspring. Not I how. Thought... Not how Carnage was able to have an offspring. Wait, so, so Venom's offspring is Carnage, and then Carnage's offspring is Toxin? Oh, interesting. Cool. Some people think that the police officer's got to be Toxin. Well, I guess we'll have to find out in Venom 3 if they make one. If they make a Venom I'd, 3? We'll just I don't know. see the movie so we can get answers to these questions because the questions are more interesting than the movie, unfortunately. I'm more inter- I really am more now now we're really getting towards the end of the movie here. Uh I'm more interested in Venom. I want since they made me like Venom. I want to know about Venom. Like, tell me about Venom. And at the end of the movie, they Tom Hardy's laying to. on a bed. They're about to tell yeah, us about Venom. Tom Hardy is laying on a bed, and Tom Hardy asks, or Hattie Brock asks, he's like, "What about you? Like, uh, you know everything about me, or something? And I don't know anything about you being a symbiote or anything." He's like. I have trillions of years of existence with symbiotes. Let me give you just a fraction. And just as soon as we start to, I'm like, oh, cool. This could be like, we're going to see some like flying through space. We're going to see like symbiote planet or something. No. Uh, The whole thing turns into like an orangish, an orangish like light that resembles a certain character in the Avengers known as Stephen Strange. And they're transported to uh, where the MCU universe, I think it's uni- Earth 22. I think that's the that's where all the, you know, the Marvel movies that we know take place. I could be wrong. I'm giving wrong information. I apologize if that is incorrect. But they're put into the MCU universe at the end of the movie. And Tom Holland's Spider-Man is on screen. Now... Time for speculation time. Are you ready for speculation time here? Absolutely. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. 
Venom points at the screen and he says, I "Like I want that one. I want that one. I want to eat that one. I, no, no reason behind. It. He's just like I want to eat it. Other than you know, I, I that's like a villain. That I don't think he says I want to eat him. He's like, I think oh, I, does he say I know that guy? No, I, I think I know that guy. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever the case is, this is where I'm going to start having problems here. So we've seen the Spider-Man trailer, the newest Spider-Man trailer that's coming out. What is it? Two months from now, that's coming out. December. Yeah, I think. Apparently, yeah. every villain that spider-man's ever faced in a movie is going to be in the movie i don't know well i i say that with a grain of salt just from what we've seen from the trailer we know like green goblin we know green goblin and mysterio no not mysterio um electro i think those three yeah there's i'm sure there's a couple more there's some speculations in there that daredevil's in there in in uh he's the lawyer they show him as a lawyer i don't know if that's true or not but now they're obviously adding venom into that list which makes me kind of worried about like how the heck are they going to you know do the Spider-Man movie? I, now it's Marvel, and we should just expect Marvel will be able to figure it out because most Marvel movies are acceptable at worst. But what worries me the most is that this movie, the Spider-Man movie that's going to be coming out, has a lot going on in it. Mm-hmm. They have Peter Parker has to figure out how to refix. Him being a secret identity person. He also has to deal with Doc Ock, potentially a bunch of other villains that we don't know. And then on top of that, we know Andrew Garfield Spider-Man is in it. We know Tobey Maguire Spider-Man is in it because Tom and Holland know, leaked that. No, no one is, Tom, no one is Tom Holland it. leaked it. He oh, accidentally leaked it in an Tom Instagram. Is he, a liar. Okay, unless he's a liar and all his... Well, see, the thing is, Tom Holland has a past of spoiling things. Yeah. As, along with Mark Ruffalo, they're good at spoiling things, which keeps them not talking. Uh, Tom Holland posted a picture of him, Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, and Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, dressed in their suits on set and saying, the team's back together. And then he got it... Obviously, he got in trouble for posting that. So that was... Disney tried to expunge that from the internet as best as possible, but that did happen. So we know at least they were there at some point. So potentially those other two Spider-Man are in it. So there's, there's so many characters that have to, you know, fit into this movie. And now we're throwing Venom into it as well. Like how much screen time are these people going to get on top of this? My rant's not done yet. Spider-Man is significantly stronger than Venom. The Venom that we know in these two movies is not even close to how strong Spider-Man is, in my opinion. I think Spider-Man is significantly stronger than Venom. Well, what are your thoughts? The, the problem with, with Venom in this series is that Venom encounter, did not encounter Peter Parker first. The reason why Venom is so much stronger than Spider-Man is because in traditional Spider-Man lore... Um, Venom gets on Peter Parker first. He absorbs Peter Parker's powers, which makes Peter Parker not able to sense Venom when Venom's coming after him because they share the same spider sense. So, like, he he can't sense himself. You know what I mean? So, Venom is is essentially cloaked from Peter Parker. Um, yeah, but he's not right. He's not right now. The only thing that they yeah, he's not he's not right now. So I don't I don't know like how they're gonna like like play that. But the way. They introduced it in the in the in Venom Two was interesting. I, I feel like it's tied to Loki because the news report that's playing on the TV is the same one we hear at the end of Far From Home. So yeah. like it's not Doctor Strange's spell that's that's made this happen. It's Loki 
and um, uh, Kang the Conqueror being killed, and the timeline fracturing, and and variants being allowed. Alternate well, timelines you are you, that is totally not what I thought happened at all. I think that I think that's what happened. No, no. At the end of Far From Home, J. Jonah Jameson is saying that Peter Parker is Spider Man, and I Mysterio. think they just were because teleported. This uh, yeah. teleported to that moment because of Loki. You think it's because of Loki? The, the the spell hasn't been cast yet because this is the same report we're hearing at the end of Far From Home. This is oh, because the, ti- the time doesn't match up from the Doctor Strange spell. It's not there yet. It, yeah. It's so just, when... Is, like, okay, the, oh, the, wow. Okay, I didn't credit, see that. These end credit scenes of Spider-Man and Venom are happening simultaneously. Yeah, the end, yeah, the end of Far From Home... The and very end, the, when he's the, getting it, when Spider-Man's getting exposed, is exactly the point this, where yeah. Venom's brought in. So that means it's not Doctor Strange. So that means the Doctor the Strange spell hasn't happened yet. That means it is Loki and King the Conqueror being killed. And this or, is the moment. So like, so like, like this, like these three points in time tell us that like Doctor, like the um the the uh, Loki series is happening now. Like the end of that is is when this all happens when Kang the Conqueror dies. That's interesting. Now, do you think we're getting a little bit too nitpicky, or you think we got? It? I mean, that has to be it. If they, if it's if unless we're getting too nitpicky, what you just said, and I agree with it, has to be the, what's happening. Unless he's like getting like a month old news report, I don't know why that would be played on the news a month later. Well, yeah, there is, yeah, a, which is why I think we're, which would run into the territory if we're getting a little bit too nitpicky here. But the thing is, I mean, in the trailer, time has passed because he he he's been fed up with being known he's Spider Man for long enough to go ask Doctor Strange to change the timeline. So I mean, it's not like the like that thing happens and an hour later he goes and casts a spell. Okay. There's yeah, obviously that's... days or weeks or months or before he gets with Doctor Strange. In between the ending of No Way Home and when stuff in Far from, uh, uh, no, at, at the end of the off home in the name in the title. At the end of Far From Home and then uh No Way Home. There's some time in between there. So yeah. like if Eddie Brock is watching the news, I would assume it's happening at the end of Far From Home. Because otherwise, that news report, if it's happening after the Doctor Strange cast the spell, well, it couldn't happen after the end, because why would he know sp- he's Spider-Man? Yeah, there's a lot going on here. There's a, there's a so, lot to so, unpack I mean, like, here. If the spell's already been cast, then it didn't yeah, work. Then it didn't keep, work. keep it going, David. I think you just wrote the new Spider-Man movie. <laughs> then it didn't work. If the ca- spell's been cast, it didn't work, because they're talking about Peter Parker being Spider-Man, and they're showing it on the news. So the spell hasn't been cast yet. It can't be. Yeah, I couldn't have been cast yet. So it had uh, the only other option is now that Loki's like in control of like time. The, the, yeah, the Loki, essentially, the, yeah, the Loki thing happened. So yeah, King so the, the Loki TV dead. show has happened. Yes, Loki's now in control of whatever the heck's going on with the TVA. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, no, it's it's yeah, a new, it's, it's a new Kang because at the TVA you saw the three. Uh, yeah, there's another Kang. You saw the three statues of the aliens. That yeah. Kang set up, and then now it's just a single statue of just Kang as Kang yeah. the Conqueror. So, like the other Loki's I'll already dead or cast out. Yeah, so it's 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 really cool. Like we're coming back, 
we're coming back to our first podcast, Loki. Our first you know, episode. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is like a time thing. We're tying, we're tying, <laughs> we're tying back into uh, episode. And now we're going to tie back into it again when we go see Spider Man, whatever the heck the movie is, in two months. Yes, Spider Man <laughs> No Way Home. That won't be the next podcast, though, as far as I know. Next time, hopefully, we'll be getting into Lower Deck Season 2. Hopefully, that'll be done. So we can talk about that next time. Yeah. But I mean, that is time that we have, we have, we have time to get, we have time to get there. Mm-hmm. We only have, oh yeah, oh yeah, well, we have time to get there. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's, uh, I think we pretty much, now you don't need to see the movie if you really don't have to. We pretty much told you exactly <laughs> told, what the movie's about. But that's only the things we didn't tell you were, were the jokes the that we think joke, you yeah. should see. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the sad thing is, is that like, I didn't really like Spider-Man Far From Home. The best part was that after credits thing of him getting revealed and you got J.K. Simmons reprising the role of J. Jonah Jameson. That was the Which best. fantastic. That was the best part of Spider-Man Far From Home. And yeah. this end credit scene where uh, we see Venom and being put into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that is by far the best part of this movie. That hopefully means that um, negotiations between Sony and Disney are going well, because there was rumors that that the No Way Home was going to be the last time we Spider-Man. saw yeah. Tom Holland as Spider-Man. But if they're if they're putting Venom into it, it feels like that's a longer... You know, a, a lot. Oh, they're going to continue thing. it on. What now? What does? I mean, we might just be overanalyzing, and Venom might still not just—he just might not be in the movie, and that's just the setup for the next Venom movie I or the next Spider-Man I, I, movie. I think it's more the setup for the next Spider Spider-Man movie after this. The one that's going to be after this one in two yeah, months. I don't. I, I, it's probably too much to put him into this one, but it's set up for something in the future. So I, that's why that's why I'm thinking it's 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 too big to be yeah there's a lot going you know, on in this this is that we're border I th- at least from what the trailer seems we're borderline like captain america civil war type of thing where there's just there are so many so characters in it. it yeah it, it, there's it, a lot of stuff going on i i hope i kind of hope venom isn't in uh no way home because no i don't want him to be, be either it's probably going to be too much but the fact that they're showing them linking the universes i'm really hoping that means that the deal between disney and sony is like set in stone for like a decade or more so that we can keep using tom holland as spider-man we can get venom in the mcu put venom in the new avengers like like do all this stuff and then you could do solo venom movies Sony can do their own solo Venom movies, and then they can use Venom in the MCU whenever yeah. they want. Like, like this joint custody stuff. Seems- well, it's not. It's not a joint custody thing. Sony owns TV and movie rights for Spider-Man and all characters. Marvel owns comic book rights to Spider-Man. Well, it's joint custody because Sony is letting. Disney. Sony's letting it happen. I would imagine that's, no matter what the con well, no matter what the contract is, so- Sony could just pull out if Disney's being a dick again. Sony could pull out, but I feel like this is like this hopefully means that uh you know that the negotiations are going well enough and that there is a multi year contract for these yeah. characters to be used in the MCU. Because I don't know why they would do it otherwise. Like, why would you tease this and then never do a movie where Venom's in the MCU? You know what I mean? Like, this I hope has got to be bigger than just a tease. Because if it's just I would, a tease, I would like, I would that like would be, that. That would be infuriating. 
know well, we'll I mean? see. I mean, so really, we're at the mercy of Sony and Disney trying to figure their stuff out. But hopefully, it's already figured out. That's what I'm saying. Like, if well, yeah. If if it's fig- teasing, well, I mean, if this is a tease now, hopefully, stuff is set in stone for at least a decade so that they can work with these characters in the existing stuff. As it well, is. it doesn't. And it doesn't after- have to be a decade. Tom Holland's not going to be playing Spider-Man for another ten years. He's probably got two movies in him at most left before he's probably not going to be Tom Holland Spider-Man anymore. I mean, how many, how, how long do you keep these people around for? He's still in high school. I mean, why not? Yeah, but Tom Holland isn't in high school. Tom Holland's my age. <laughs> I understand that, but I mean, it, 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 he still looks like a kid. He can, he can pull, he can pull it off and put, sure. put Spider-Man in college. I mean, like Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man it, skipped, yeah, they were, skipped directly. They to were Spider-Man. in college. Yeah, in the first movie, they went from high school to college in the first movie. So, like, it was yeah. it was fine. So, I mean, like, having, I mean, also because Tobey Maguire was too old to reasonably pull off a high school student for like three movies. So, they just like put him in a college immediately, basically. So, yeah, pretty I mean, much. That, that's, that's fine. I mean, like, I think he could play the character as long as he wants to, um, as long as they, they let him. Oh, so, they let him do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll just have I'm to see sure what happens. We, we are, we're pretty deep into speculative territory here. <laughs> I mean, sure, but I mean, I'm pretty sure he has specifically said that he will play Spider-Man as long as he can. So Tom Holland, I think, I think I said, I think Tom I, Holland did say that he yeah. said he will can he'll play Spider-Man as long as he's he's allowed to. Yeah. So I mean, like, I don't see it that being yeah. a problem. I mean, he I, loves I, he loves playing he loves playing Spider-Man. Yeah. So I think I think that's great. I think that's going to be uh, yeah. That is that is great because Tom Holland is also a good Spider-Man. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm I'm really hoping stuff will work out. I'm really excited for what uh, they're going to be doing. Um, I hope it's not just a tease, and I hope the tease means stuff is laid out and stuff is set in stone, and there's joint custody going on for a number of years. Sure, that's, that's I agree. That that that's my hope. So I mean, again, that, that last little bit in the last two Spider-Man verse movies have been like the best parts of the movie. Let's hope Far From Home is absolutely stunning, and I, I'm super pumped for it because I love Doctor Strange. The Doctor yeah. Strange being well, I, I like Spider Man. I'm a big, I'm a big Spider Man like fan, so too, I'm ready I, for it. I really didn't like Far From Home, so like, I'm, I'm a little bit, yeah. worried. But having Doctor Strange there, I love Benedict Cumberbatch. He's Doctor Strange is fantastic. Doctor His Strange movie was awesome. fantastic. We'll yeah, just have to see where, where we go. Can't wait for more. And hopefully, hopefully now, now, now that we're on Spider Man, which is one of my favorite superheroes, hopefully just you know, side note that we don't have to go into, just make the Flash movie good because like Flash is also my favorite. They're, those two are my favorites. So like, what, don't what make the, the Flash chance, movie bad. What are the actual chances of the Flash being good? We don't have to talk about it right now. <laughs> I'm <laughs> guessing they're pretty low. Yeah, uh, Flashpoint is not where you should start. Considering Wonder Woman, yeah, it's 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 way too early for Flashpoint. Flashpoint should be like ten movies in, and they're like five movies in, and not they, have, they haven't even established a lot of the characters they, really they, yet. Yeah, they haven't even established the Flash as a character except for they, Justice League. I mean, I don't know, I don't know what people know about the Flash on a on a normal basis. Flash, I know the most about in, of any comic book character, so I understand everything about him. But I don't. Is it? common now like we know it's common knowledge that you know uh spider-man and aunt may and uncle ben died we know that's that's common knowledge everybody knows that if you're talking yeah. about comics but for uh flash do people know flashes like how flash became the flash do we does everybody just know that or it depends, no it depends how many people watch the cw flash show 
And apparently okay. a lot, because that thing's gone on for way too many seasons. Well, yeah, it was. It got bad after like two seasons, but, which good. is it why was, it was good early on. Yeah, the first the first two seasons were very good. Yeah, but after that, it was not good anymore because uh... they used all their strongest villains at right at the start, and now I stopped watching it. But I know the villain is just like a dude that has like he's just a little you know bit stronger what? than you know a, a normal human. I can also run fast. <laughs> well, those are the only people that can do. Speedsters are the only people that can fight the Flash. I, I side note here. Now that we're going on this Flash tangent <laughs> no! that I shouldn't have started, but uh, we know we, you and me, I know both know Death Battle, and you know, regardless of what they, if we agree with what happens in Death Battles or not, they just did the Reverse Flash versus Goku Black, which is a clone of Goku, and the Reverse Flash absolutely annihilated Goku Black because he's so fast. Everything's just because they're so fast, they could just do whatever they want. And uh, I, I, I don't I I, like I don't think there is many characters that have ever been created that can beat the Flash in a fight. But the thing is, I don't think there is teleporter. He's, Goku can teleport. That it is, doesn't matter. That's instantaneous. That's instantaneous travel. It it doesn't matter if you're running fast. If you're so fast, that means some time has to take take place. Well, see, here's here's where there may not it may not be perceptual, but when you're teleporting, you are in at point A and then you're in point B. There is no time in between. Yeah, but man, like the these Flash comics, they get real, real like there's the Reverse Flash, for instance, has has one comic book series where he vibrates. That's how they like do their thing. Have you seen the first season? Right, so you've seen the Reverse Flash. They vibrate to like do stuff and go through walls and stuff. The reverse flash vibrated at a certain frequency where he destroyed the entire universe. He just stood there and vibrated and destroyed the entire universe because he was vibrating. So it's like there's like these characters are extremely strong. And, you know, just uh, continuing on with the reverse flash a little bit. Uh, Goku Black is fast. And he has instant transmission. You know, he's a he's a couple million times faster than the speed of light. Say the reverse flash is like trillions to the power of like a trillion faster than the speed of light so it's like there's a significant significant difference in speed here so instant teleporting doesn't even matter at that point that's that's the thing like in death battle as soon as someone reaches a certain speed threshold then you can't automatically win like it's just it's so annoying yeah but speed going fast people don't realize going fast is so powerful how do you hit anything how do you even see these things like it's it, the fight's over before you can even register that something has happened. Mostly yeah, when but, you're that fast. But also when you're moving that fast, a single punch would just annihilate the entire planet. Well, yeah, that's 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 why they're so strong. Because just going fast just, like, destroys everything. Yeah. Like, even if you take, like, like, a hair on top of my head and make it go the speed of light, it's gonna, like, kill anything that it touches. Well, that's the thing. If it can, like, it, it would disintegrate probably well, and just. But it also would destroy the entire. Destroyed. Accelerating to the first speed of light would kill everything because if you accelerate something to the speed of light, it'll become infinite mass. So it'll be yeah. the one thing will just destroy everything because it'll just crush everything in the universe. Yeah, and that's only one times one the time speed, speed of light. Of light. So the, now these things are going trillions and trillions and trillions so faster you can't than the speed go of light. Faster than the speed of light. In comic books, you can. Okay. And we don't know yet if we can't go faster than the speed of light. We don't know that yet. Well, warp drive doesn't accelerate you to the speed of light. 
warp drive literally warps space around you so that you're just moving you're moving the space and then yeah. act like it's fast at the speed of light depending on how fast you can manipulate the space in front of you and the space behind you okay so now the, we're, we're getting bubble. to our, so now we're getting on our third tangent here is uh, light drive. travel warp drive now all this but, is, has a lot to do with Venom and the MCU. It has a lot reason. to do with Venom. Venom is I'm very not, closely associated with the speed of light drive, travel yeah. in so real life. We're not gonna like explain why. We, we think you should understand why. Yeah, you guys should just be following along here. Yeah, everybody's. We're that's, all we're all in the same place yeah, here. We all understand yeah, what's going on. That's uh, that's what we call a rabbit hole or black hole or uh, tangents. Yeah, because that's well. Like, I mean, so my understanding is if Loki you go to the speed it, of light, it's Loki's fault. <laughs> Everything, everything we're talking about is Loki has changed the time stream where we're variants and we're just messing everything up. I don't know how many times the the stream has changed during this podcast. At least three times we've become variants of ourselves talking about different things. (laughs) We're just all over the place sometimes, and that's okay. Yeah, it happens. Discussions go where they want. They're organic like that. Yeah, I have my discussions only organic. Only organic. Mm. They taste the best that way. Or- <laughs> organic symbiote sexuals. Ooh. Well, on that I note, think we, on that note, we covered a lot. I think this was our best explanation of what we just, of what we've watched yet. I think it was, this was the best review of Venom that you're going to get online. Nobody's going to do it better than this. <laughs> this is it. Come to us. We'll tell you everything you need to know about the movie. The only thing we will not spoil is the only thing that we think you should see. <laughs> everything else, I'm sorry, you have now been spoiled. But this is set the holics. This is what we do. There's no point in talking about it if we don't spoil it. Yeah, Absolutely. that's true. Well, thank you all so much for hanging out and listening. Uh, live long and prosper, one and all. Follow us on TikTok and Twitter and Facebook. Well, not I mean I yeah I'm not on TikTok, but all right, David, you need to take it. You need to take care of all that stuff because I don't have I don't have any of that. You're gonna if I make it. That's a Fortnite thing. Is that how? That's a Fortnite thing. Oh, is that how you get on TikTok? Yeah, you do the floss and then the you do the floss dance from Fortnite and TikTok automatically gets installed onto your phone. Oh no! That's cursed. You're done now. Oh no! TikTok's downloading right now. Apparently, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to delete that soon. You've logged in, and now China has your information. China has my info. <laughs> All right, everyone. Enjoy your lives, and we'll see you next time. We're gonna attempt to talk about uh, Lower Decks season two. I don't know if it's done. I don't know if that was the plan. We were gonna talk about it when it's done or what. Dune is in there, so we will have Dune next time as well. Not next so, time as well. We're, we'll be talking about Dune eventually. Dune's late, late October. Oh, it is. I thought it comes out next week. James Bond comes out next week. Uh, oh, okay, I'm Dune's, just confused. Don't listen. Think, don't listen to me. We're doing Dune, lower. We're supposed to be doing lower decks. Lower decks next time, and then Dune probably if 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 it falls on the release schedule. I also want to do uh, found the Apple uh, show Foundation. I would like to do that as well. Mm-hmm. So you know. Maybe we could put that in the pipeline. Then, you know, we're getting into November. Wheel of Time. Wheel so of Time. So Spider-Man. Yeah. There's going to be a lot. I don't know how we're going to have to figure something the, out because having it. Yeah. Okay. So having this is something that we're going to have to talk about, I think. But 
for at least for the next like two months, we're going to have to see because I don't think going every other week is going to be enough. There's too much stuff coming out. Yeah, we, we might we might have to up up the ante maybe. But, we'll uh, see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll, we'll play see. it out. We'll see how it goes. Well, you might get more of us. See you guys. Until next time. <laughs>